Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you tips that you can use today. I am here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Episode 62, Embracing the Role of a Lifelong Learner. The goal of this episode is to empower you to take on the role of lifelong learner in your classroom. Welcome to this episode of the Reading Teachers Playbook and the first episode of our How to Grow as a Literacy Teacher series. In this series, we will talk about what you need in order to grow as a teacher of literacy. Because like I tell my students, you have to take charge of your learning. We can't wait around for the powers that be to make our professional development plan for us. We need to know what areas we want to grow in and make a plan to get there. Let's start by defining our terms. According to Merriam-Webster, learner means to gain knowledge or understanding of or skill in, in by study, instruction, or experience. Lifelong means lasting or continuing through life. So for our purposes, a lifelong learner is someone who self-initiates the gaining of knowledge or understanding by study, instruction, or experience. I will also add that in order to be considered a lifelong learner, you also have to be reflective. A lifelong learner is always thinking about how they can improve, acknowledges what is going right so that they don't have to reinvent the wheel, and isn't afraid of trying new things. I will add one more thing. A lifelong learner does not have a weak ego. You have to be able to receive constructive feedback, primarily from yourself as well as from others. Lifelong learners do not have time to entertain blind spots or live in denial of both their strengths and their weaknesses. Above all else, a lifelong learner is self-aware. Let's recap. We defined our terms and determined that a lifelong learner is someone who reflects on their practice, pursues ongoing learning based on that reflection, and is not afraid of trying new things. Now, let's break down each part of the definition so that we know how to actually live this out as a literacy teacher. Let's talk about the idea of being a reflective teacher. In episode three of the podcast, I took a deep dive in what it means to be into what it means to develop a reflective practice. I highly encourage you to listen to that episode if this is an area that you are needing more support in. For our purposes here, for, for our purposes here, let's summarize what it means to be reflective. If you think about the definition of the word reflect, it means to think quietly and calmly. For our purposes, it means to think about our practice as literacy teachers. It means to think about what is going well, what could use improvement, and what our contribution is to both of these things. Having the answers to these questions helps us to pinpoint what areas of our practice need to improve or what needs to be strengthened. Last year, when I spent time as a fifth grade teacher, I knew that I needed to lean on my mini lesson structure to do the heavy lifting. 
when I tried to implement the district board study curriculum, I was looking for ways to make the lessons engaging, ensure student practice, and model my strategies. Sound familiar? This meant that I needed to craft a mini lesson for each component of my reading block, including the word study component. My growth was making sure that I knew what students needed to know in word study and then figuring out a way to put that into the mini lesson structure. So students left the lesson with an understanding of the spelling pattern we were learning that, that week. This required me to revisit past training, link heavily on a new resource, and search Google as needed. I embraced my role as a lifelong learner and leaned on what I knew worked best for kids and then figured out how to marry the two together. No one had to come into my classroom and tell me what needed to be tweaked. I knew because I took the time to think about what was going well, what was not going well, and my contribution to those two things. In the past, ongoing learning and reflection has included in my past, <laughs> ongoing uh, learning and reflection has included reading blogs, listening to podcasts like this one, reading professional development books, attending professional development I paid for or my district paid for. Ongoing learning has also taken the form of asking the teacher next door for support or ideas on how they taught something. It has included asking my academic coaches for support or modeling. It can literally take any form, but it does require you to be reflective so that you know what learning is going to best serve you right now. Because although we may often have more than one area that we need to improve in, we need to be able to decide what is most pressing because we cannot get good at everything all at one, all at one time. Let's recap. The first portion of the life um, long learner definition that I unpacked was that being was that of being reflective. I shared an example from my classroom where I had to figure out how to both implement the mini lesson framework to my word study uh, portion of my literacy block as well as combine that with solid evidence-based instruction. Now let's talk about the next portion of the lifelong learner definition and that is not being afraid to try new things. Sometimes as educators, we get into the mindset that if I can't do it right, I just don't want to do it at all. It's not something we would admit to anyone, and it's definitely not something that we would let our students get away with doing. But it is something that we are thinking every time we don't do whatever the new initiative on our campus is. It's what we're thinking when we don't implement that thing we said we wanted to try. Here's the thing. We will never grow as a literacy teacher if we stay in our safe bubble where we only do the things we think we know we're good at. Here's another thing, and this one is even sadder. Not only will you not grow, but neither will your students. That's right. If you don't stick your toe in the water and implement the new thing or get support in trying to implement that new initiative on your campus, your students' academic growth will also stagnate. That's why part of our definition of a lifelong learner is someone who is not afraid to take risks. You have to be willing to take messy action and not be good at something right away. As long as you have a plan for instruction and trying your best, your students will still get something out of your imperfect attempts. Being a lifelong learner is not just about collecting gurus and storing knowledge in your brain. It's also about implementing what you've learned which requires an element of bravery because you have to be willing to not be good at it, to not be good at whatever it is you are trying at first. The more you do it and reflect on what is 
what it is you are doing and then seek out more knowledge, the better your practice as a literacy teacher will get. The better your practice as a literacy teacher gets, the more your student's academic performance will grow. Because at the end of the day, what is the point of showing up to work every day if we are not here to help students grow? Let's recap. We talked about the last component of being a lifelong learner, and that was being a risk taker. We talked about how it's not the collecting of knowledge that helps us, helps our practice as literacy teachers grow. It's our implementation of our new learning that does. In this episode, we unpacked what it means to be a lifelong learner. We defined a lifelong learner as someone who reflects on their practice, pursues ongoing learning based on what ref- on that reflection, and is not afraid of trying new things. <clears throat> if you are serious about growing as a literacy teacher and are tired of wasting time on things that don't really matter, then join me for my workshop titled Time Sucks and How to Avoid Them. It will take place Saturday, October 14th at 11 a.m. Link will be in the show notes to sign up. If you or your school need extra support in your literacy instruction, i.e. tier one instruction, book a discovery call or send me an email. Links will be in the show notes. Until next time. Thank you for taking a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirellas on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.